You are listening to episode 26 of the Gracefield CEO podcast. When it comes to marketing your business, do you ever just get stressed out and overwhelmed? If so, you're in good company because me too. Honestly, I don't know that many people who are in business who don't specialize in marketing, who are completely comfortable and feeling very aligned in the marketing of their business. I mean, I'm sure some people do, but they probably have a little bit of help. Today, I have a guest that is going to help us tremendously in starting a cohesive content marketing strategy. My friend Samantha is joining us, and she and I actually met at a mastermind for other female business owners, and she is just a delight to be around. And she's wicked smart when it comes to content marketing. I'm so excited for you guys to hear from her about how to get started in the world of content marketing. And she even tells us what her favorite platform is. So definitely listen in. I think you're going to love this episode. Welcome to the Gracefield CEO podcast. I'm your host, Jillian Dalberry, an online business manager for creatives who are scaling their business while focusing on what matters to them. I'm so excited to bring an honest and energizing take on being a CEO while you raise your family. In case no one has told you recently, it's possible to rock at both. Every episode will include actionable steps that will encourage and empower you to build a business that supports your family and that thrives through systems, strategy, and most importantly, heart. Join me on this journey to becoming a grace-filled CEO. Hey friends, I am here with Samantha, the founder of Mama Hen Media. Hey Samantha, how are you? I'm good, Jillian. How are you doing? I am doing so good. So tell me a little bit about your business, who you serve, and a little bit about your lifestyle. Sure. Um, So I'm Samantha, the founder and CEO of Mama Hen Media. We're a boutique content marketing agency that helps women-owned businesses nurture their audiences and grow their brand online through cohesive and effective strategies. We work with women with all different types of online businesses all across the U.S. Um, In my personal life, I am a mother of four kids, 10 and under. I also have two dogs, nine chickens, and one husband. So we stay pretty busy around here. Yeah, it sounds like your life is pretty busy. (laughs) It's fun. Uh, Yeah, it definitely sounds like a lot of fun. So tell me a little bit about um, your experience with content marketing and what draws you to that. And and more specifically, like, can you just define what content marketing is to you? Yeah, so content marketing is, it's how you strategically tell your story online to attract your ideal audience. And what I love about content marketing is, it really gives you the opportunity to share yourself, share your story, share your purpose, and really connect with people. I also love that there's such a creative side to it, you know, creating the content, but there's also a very analytical side to it, you know, doing your keyword research and making sure that um, you're optimizing your content for whatever platform you want you're on and, you know, taking a look at your analytics to see what's working and what's not working and adjusting your strategy. I love that. I love the idea that um, it's not just like 
shooting from the hip and it being like (laughs) random ideas that you have, but it's like really intentional. So like, tell me more specifically why you feel like content marketing and that avenue is important for us to do. So it often doesn't feel like marketing to the customer. It's a seamless part of the customer journey. It's them getting to know you, getting to understand you, getting to trust you, getting to see you as, you know, a credible authority without just the selling end of it all the time. Um, It's, you know, it's a long-term strategy and it takes time to build those kind of relationships, but you get a better ROI when you take the time to build relationships through your content than just cold selling to your audience. That's a great point, actually, because in my program, Serve Your Heart Out, I teach relationship marketing. And the element of that that we don't touch on is content, like doing that through your content. So I love that this is such a complimentary piece to the relationship marketing and how to build relationships with people. And it's almost like a marketing plan that supports that way of networking and building those relationships with your ideal customers. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. So I think, I think we know why this matters, right? Like it's about building connections. It's about building rapport. It's about building relationships with people. And really like if we aren't doing business that way, then we're doing ourselves and our customers a disservice. I love that. I agree completely. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about what we need to do in content marketing to make it successful. So like what different applications are you using? What social media Like, is it like all social media or is it just some? Like, how do you, when you talk to someone, when your customers about content marketing, like, what do you work on for them? So content marketing can really be anything, any way that you're sharing your story to your audience. So it can be your blog posts, YouTube, podcasts, social media, Pinterest, emails, all of it. Um, and so you're you're probably doing content marketing already in some form. It just may not be cohesive or strategic. So usually when we start, we kind of take a look at what the client is already doing, um, how they're already connecting with the audience. So if they are writing regular blog posts and showing up on Instagram, we'll take a look into, you know, what kind of traffic are they receiving? Are they getting in front of the right audiences? And what type of content resonates with their audience to drive them to the, to the eventual goal, whether that's, you know, purchasing your product, visiting your website, building your brand awareness. So you basically like lay all the pieces out on the table of what they're currently doing and seeing where like the the gaps are. Yeah. A lot of times people have certain things in place or just feel completely overwhelmed by all of it. And I certainly don't recommend starting off with all of the things. Um, You can start small, start on one or two platforms and then kind of build from there once you get comfortable, kind of get into a system. Um, I recommend starting with your long form content because then it can become really easy to build all of your other content, your short form content on, you know, social media, um, based on your long form content. So what do I mean by that? So for instance, this podcast right now, this is a type of content marketing and we could take 
the main bullet points from our discussion and turn that into a blog post. So now you have two pieces of content that you can market. Then we can break that down into uh, so many Instagram posts, Instagram stories, outlines for reels, um, topics for Pinterest pins, and um, each you could create email marketing series based on each of these podcasts or blog posts um, and just kind of really build it out from there. I feel like this is such an important topic because we're talking about leveraging the work that we've already done and like expanding its impact. So like if I had just recorded this episode and I didn't do anything else with it, but it was only like an audio episode on iTunes, then I'm missing opportunities for a blog post that would pull up SEO or a Pinterest pin that would show up when people search for something specific on Pinterest. And it's a way of working smarter, not harder. <laughs> I mean, I yes. don't... So yes, sure. You get, you know, you have the content marketing, a huge part of it is creating the actual content, right? So whatever that is for you, whether that's your podcast, your blog post or YouTube video, but you also have to market it, right? So it's not going to do us any good to just have your blog post just sitting there. And nobody ever hears about it. Um, we want to share it with your audience, where your audience is active. And, you know, we dig into where your people are, who your audience is, and how to connect with them on the platforms that they're at. But it really is, it can seem overwhelming to start, but when you really just take it down to the basis of who your people are, what you what action you want them to take, what goal, what's your goal, and what service uh, can you provide for them? What kind of results does content marketing provide? Like if I were to really like dig into leveraging all of my content to its max ability, right? Like if I were to like really repurpose everything and put a lot of intention into it and put everything in all the places, like what kind of impact can we see from that? So you actually get a much higher return on investment in content marketing than you do over paid marketing efforts. Um, however, content marketing can can be very costly up front, whether you're doing it yourself or having somebody do it. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of research. It takes a lot of creativity. Um, but you're you're warming up your audience, you're building that relationship so that when people do come through, you know, to your funnel or follow you or, you know, however you want them to connect with you, they already have more buy-in. They already have more trust with you. So they're more likely to convert into, you know, whatever action you want them to take. Oh yeah. I love that. I love because it goes back to building the relationships, right? Like you said, like it's a, it's an opportunity to essentially speak one to many, but in a more authentic, intentional way. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Okay. So if someone is sitting here thinking, okay, well, obviously I'm sold. Like I need to, <laughs> I need to figure out my content marketing. Like what would you say is the very first step for someone to get started? Um, before you start with your content marketing, you have to really know your audience. 
know who your audience is, what they want, what they're looking for, how you can help them, and really doing the research to find out the ways that they are looking for it. So for instance, if you're, uh, let's say you're a nurse and you want to provide content to an audience of, you know, everyday, the everyday person, um, looking for help with, you know, aches and pains. If you write about the inflammation of the lateral malleus, you may not reach the people that are looking for help with ankle pain. And so understanding your audience and how they're looking for things um, is really key to how you're going to reach them. That is fascinating. <laughs> that that analogy specifically like really hit home with me because I was like, what did you just say? <laughs> yeah. But like if someone said ankle pain, like I would completely understand what I like I would I would know that I was finding what I was looking for. Right. And then conversely, um, if you were a nurse that wanted to write articles for, you know, medical residents, you probably wouldn't say how to fix ankle pain. You would probably say, you know, remedies for inflammation of lateral malleolus. Um, you just, you have to understand who your audience is and how they would speak and what they are looking for. Okay. That's fascinating. Like what I, I completely agree with you and it makes complete sense. So how do we narrow, like what is a piece of like what you walk your clients through as far as like defining or figuring out what, how their audience responds to things or what words they're searching for or what kinds of terms resonate with them? Is that something that people have to do before they work with a content marketing agency or is that something that you do? Not necessarily. So oftentimes people have, uh, when clients come to us, they have their sort of, you know, ideal customer avatar. And it just depends on how much work they have already done diving into exactly who that is um, and where they hang out and what they need. And we support, uh, you know, figuring that out, um, doing the research. It really is, you know, building that foundation by taking an audit of what they're doing right now, what's working, what's not, um, you know, is there a need in that audience for what they're offering? And, you know, we've had to walk clients through tweaks in their strategy or their target audience. If you're talking to a certain audience, but you know, if you're talking to a stay at home moms and you're offering a high end paid product, that might not be the best fit. You have to understand, you know, what they have the budget for, what they're searching for, and what your product is going to offer and just position it appropriately. If we were getting started, like in the research phase of like doing our own market research of our client, um, what are your tips for doing that? So you have to take a look at your analytics on the platforms that you are already utilizing. So let's talk about Instagram. Um, so right now, if you are posting regularly on Instagram, you may start to see some trends on the times of day or the days of week that your audience is engaging. You can see if they respond more to stories than your feed posts, if they are watching your reels as opposed to scrolling through the feed. Things like that can help uh, direct where to spend your time and energy as you go forward with your content marketing. 
There's also some really great tools to help with keyword research and finding out exactly what your audience is looking for and how you can help them. Um, because the way that you speak about something may not be the way that your audience would speak about something. And so there's a lot of great tools, just Google and Pinterest, and uh, we use keywords everywhere, answer the public, Uber suggest are all great places to start where you can type in, you know, a term or a topic, and it'll give you inspiration for different things that people are actually searching for and the questions that people are actually answering. And then you build your content from there. People are searching for ankle pain. And I look that up and I can see while they're looking for why is my ankle hurt? Uh, Homeopathic healing for ankle pain, medicines for ankle pain, who gets ankle pain and kind of building off of the questions that your audience is asking to create your content. That sounds so simple and yet (laughs) like such a large thing to do. (laughs) And I guess where it, where it feels like a lot is when you're maybe not in the very beginning stages of your business, maybe your business is established or maybe you're pivoting or something like that. And you're kind of having to go back to the basics of figuring out what keywords are important to your now ideal audience or this new season of life or whatever it is. Um, I feel like that can feel overwhelming. Like what kind of advice do you have for people to approach that in a grace filled way? Don't, let yourself get overwhelmed. Don't abandon your work too soon. Focus on creating quality, value-based content. Really work on providing value to your audience as opposed to just trying to sell. If you take the time to focus on one or two platforms, uh, we usually recommend like an algorithm-based platform like Instagram, plus an SEO-based platform like your blog content or Pinterest and just being consistent in what is realistic for you. I would much rather see somebody write one quality blog post that provides value to their audience once a month rather than write five blog posts that are, you know, not very valuable, a little too salesy, each month and then write none for two months, Um, really focusing on quality and consistency are a huge part of a successful content marketing strategy. I think that that's great advice, especially the don't abandon it too soon. I think that we're all guilty of that, especially when we are, I don't know, maybe it's a solopreneur thing. I mean, I'm not a solopreneur. I have people on my team, but even I feel this pressure to just like, cut the ties and walk away if it doesn't seem to be giving me some kind of return. And I don't like, what is the amount of time that you would recommend somebody sticking with something before they actually like let it go? Yeah. So that is totally platform dependent, but you need to go into content marketing as a whole with the understanding that it is a long-term game. It's, you know, planting the seeds to grow your audience in the future. It takes a long time to develop, but the results are long-term as well. You know, when you're creating content that people can search for, they can find your content 
in months or years from now. And that's still, you know, this blog post that you wrote six months ago, a year ago could still bring people to your website and provide value to them and grow your audience. So tell me what is your favorite platform? <laughs> can you choose a favorite? Is, it like, your, is it like your kids where you, you just can't choose a favorite? <laughs> I tell my kids, it just depends on the day. (laughs) Um, I love Pinterest. Uh, Pinterest is my favorite platform to use for content marketing um, because it is a search and discovery platform where people go to that platform with intent. They are looking to find inspiration or answers. They're going with the intent to take action, not with... Um, as opposed to, you know, Instagram where people are going to scroll just to see what other people are doing. People go to Pinterest with the intent looking to find answers. And so it's our job as content marketers to make sure that you show up in their searches. Pinterest is something that I feel like is so underrated. I don't, and maybe not for everyone, but I guess for myself, I haven't always considered it to be, um, a marketing tool for myself, even though that is like where I go to get ideas and find, (laughs) find things that I need, but I never really considered it. So I think that that is a big takeaway for me personally is like figuring out what is an approachable and a feasible, cohesive content marketing plan for Pinterest. You know, Pinterest strategy thrives on fresh content. So having Uh, An effective Pinterest marketing strategy means that you have some sort of um, regular fresh content to back that up. So whether you're regularly doing your YouTube videos or your blog posts or your podcasts um, to make sure that you sort of continue to provide value to the platform. So you have an offer that is a Pinterest VIP day, correct? We do. So this is for the business owner that is ready to use Pinterest and needs help getting set up, getting her strategy put together, but then wants to carry out or have her VA or someone on her team carry out the actual Pinterest marketing, you know, on a consistent basis. In our Pinterest VIP intensives, we do a deep dive into your account, understanding your audience, optimizing it, making sure that we have the appropriate keywords in there for the search terms that your your ideal customer is actually looking for, and creating a strategy around um, the content that we will use on Pinterest, making sure you have captivating visuals, keywords, descriptions, your boards are optimized. We want to make sure that We have a strategy in place around your goals for your business, whether it's brand awareness or website traffic, um, increasing your revenue, and creating a strategy on Pinterest to continue to grow your audience um, and really leverage your evergreen marketing so that somebody that comes to Pinterest and looks for something in six months, they can look for it. If you use the keywords that they're looking for, you show up in their search, they come to your website, they read your blog, they sign up to your email list. And it's the start of this relationship with them where you have the opportunity to continue to connect and touch with them um, and get them to take the action that you want them to take for your offer. 
So you had said earlier that you typically recommend an algorithm-based platform to start out with. Why something like, and maybe I'm not understanding, I I would understand Pinterest as SEO-based. I think that's what you called it, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So why would you recommend an algorithm-based versus an SEO-based to get started? So I think both are important. I think you need to have both in place. Um, An SEO-based platform allows people to find you when they're searching for you. An algorithm-based platform, so I'm talking about, uh, you know, TikTok, uh, Instagram. This is where people can really get to know you, kind of see behind the scenes, um, where you can reach new audiences and connect with people, really grow your brand awareness. Um, It's just not going to deliver you the long-term results, right? So when you go and look for something on Instagram, you're seeing what somebody recently posted, not content that they created six months ago, where, so you're going to get more immediate results from Instagram, your algorithm based platform, whereas your SEO based platform is where you're going to see more of that long-term results that, you know, continue to generate traffic for you. Gotcha. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I like the idea that they are both working in your favor, but from different angles and have, um, one has more of an immediate return, if you will, versus the other one that is more evergreen, like you said. Yes, absolutely. Love that. Okay. So as all of us are getting started with content marketing. And as we kind of enter the new year and kind of reflect on where our business um, was in 2022 and now where we're going in 2023, um, what is some advice that you have for someone who is ready to get started in content marketing, um, but who may be a little intimidated by it? Definitely start with what you currently have in place. You're, if you're an online business owner, you're already doing something, whether you're just showing up on Instagram or you're writing your blog posts or whatever. Use what you currently have, repurpose what you currently have, and audit what is working and what is not, and then kind of build off of there. So if you have you know, this one Instagram post that did really well where you listed out the, you know, the three steps to solving ankle pain then turn that into a full blog post, make more Instagram posts around that same, you know, piece of content. Um, You don't have to start from scratch, but create a strategy based on who your customer is, what you can do for them and what action you want them to take. That is great advice. So I am so appreciative of you being here. Tell everyone where they can find you. Oh, sure. Our website is mamahenmedia.com and you can connect with me on Instagram or Pinterest at mamahenmedia. Perfect. Well, thanks so much for being here, Samantha. Thanks so much, Jillian. It was great talking to you. You too. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode with Samantha. She is a wealth of knowledge when it comes to content marketing, and I believe her business, Mama Hen Media, could really be helpful to some of you or even your clients' businesses in the future. So definitely go follow her on Instagram and make sure you head over to my profile and say hi too. All right, friends, that's it for this episode. I'm so grateful you're here and would love to connect with you. After you subscribe to the show, come hang out with me on Instagram at Jillian Dalberry. See you there.